Welcome to the Sex Magic Podcast, where we explore the connections between sexuality and spirituality, the various cultures and traditions of sex magic, and conversations about everything in between, led by a coven of curious modern witches. If you'd like to follow us on social media, our Instagram is Sex Magic Podcast, our website is sexmagicpodcast.com, and if you want to send us an email, sexmagicpodcast at gmail.com. All right, welcome back to Sex Magic Podcast. I am your host, Shady, and today I am joined by the spiritual bad bitch and conscious marketing queen, Fallon Satterfield. Now, she is the creator of many digital content marketing and business courses, such as Vibrational Word Mapping, The Goddess of Instagram Reels, just to name a few. And she also hosts her own podcast called Spiritual Bad Bitch Antics. So, hi, Fallon, welcome. Hey, I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> I know we're we're really excited to have you and as a business owner myself, I've been just super pumped to talk to you because I feel like um just this conversation about abundance and manifestation comes at a really great time because I feel like on one hand, events of the past year just with the pandemic and everything else has they've made us a lot more grateful um about all the good that we have in our lives, you know. I feel like time with friends and family is um, even more precious now. But on the other hand, shit has been really scary and uncertain. So I know you do a bunch of work with manifestation and abundance. And I guess for those who aren't as familiar with your work, do you want to just tell them a little bit about that and kind of how you got into all of that? Yeah. So I would say my work is very multidimensional, very multifaceted. I'm a manifesting generator. Virgo Sun, Aquarius Moon, Libra Rising. So I have a lot of different skill sets and passions, but mostly my work has been around content marketing, digital marketing, and helping people grow um, their social media followings and build their influence and create a brand that really stands out as a spiritual entrepreneur. But within that, I've also incorporated a lot of personal development. So at the forefront, it's like, okay, marketing and abundance mm -hmm. and all of these great things. But then it's like in my programs, we go deep into that vibrational frequency type um, embodiment work. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, um, but in general, how I got started. So in 2018, I was a college student, second year college student in Washington, D.C. Mm -hmm. at American University. And I was like in that space of like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, I don't give a fuck about computer science. I don't care about this job I'm working. Like I was working full time at an IT contracting company to like, mm -hmm. you know, get my foot in the door before I graduated. Right. And um, I was also studying computer science, but I was doing all of that from a space of like thinking about like, survival you know what I mean like it wasn't mm -hmm. about like my passions it wasn't about you know I wasn't even really connected to myself I was kind of piggybacking off of like everything my parents told me growing up like you know IT is huge like you know go into that industry you know and I right. always loved computers but I didn't like working for anyone else <laughs> yes same, wow. same with me too and I feel like my parents are the same way they're just like be a doctor or a lawyer you know it's, it's a stable <laughs> yeah. job and it just really amazes me how I feel like 
little like not to you know give college a bad rep or anything but I feel like right. if they don't really help you figure out you know like your soul calling or what you want to do like you yeah. go in they make you pick a major right away just you know fill out the credits and yeah I feel like a lot of people that have kind of gotten into spirituality work have been at that same kind of junction of like, wait a second, like, is this what life is? I just do this <laughs> for like the next 30 years. I don't yeah. like the way this sounds. So I was on track to kind of go to law school. And, you know, so many people told me like, only do it if you're really passionate about it. And I do like analytical writing, but at the same time, I was just like, I don't know, I could do it, but it just doesn't feel you right. know, right for me. So yeah. Then I was like, woohoo, astrology and crystals. And my, pa- my right. family was just like, what are you doing? But luckily, <laughs> luckily they've been really, really supportive the whole way. So I'm really thankful for that. Yeah, that's great. Um, same. Likewise, I was like, you know, when I left college and I decided like, you know, I'm not going to do this. Of course, all my family was like, Oh my God. Like, you know, and I'm from a small town in Indiana. So like they're oh, very I'm from Kentucky. I'm from oh Kentucky. Oh my God. Stop. Okay, girl. Mid- <laughs> yeah, Midwest over here. People are we always like they're always like, wait, you're from Kentucky. They're like Asian girl with blue hair. Like, I don't, I don't get it. So I, I feel you on that. <laughs> yeah. So being from a small town in Indiana and then having, you know, moved across the country to DC and then had these big grandiose, like, oh my God, like. And then you just leave, like, what the fuck's wrong with you? Like, you know what I mean? But Mm -hmm. I was like, so determined. And like, I knew in my soul that I was meant to be an entrepreneur. I was meant to be a person with a large scale influence, massive, you know, audience, that kind of thing. I've always known that. And I'm just, um, you know, I had in that time had to discover what that was for me. So of course, Mm -hmm. I got into personal development books. I was like, first, the very first book I read was You Are a Badass. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> I read that book. I'm like, that's a staple. Um, that was a very, my very first um, experience with what I would say was my connectivity to the divine, mm-hmm. because I grew up in a Christian household. And I always just remember going to church and feeling awkward as fuck. I was like, why are mm-hmm. all these people like lifting their hands in the air? Like yeah, it's kind of bizarre <laughs> when you're like young, you're just like, I just remember being like, wait, why do I have to wake up this early? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and like, I was also that kid, like I would sneak my DS in church or something. And like mm-hmm. my mom would be like looking at me like, like, I remember this one time I had turned my DS on and the volume wasn't turned down. So it made that noise in the middle of church. Yes. That kid. Oh my gosh, that happened to me kind of. I had, I was really into, you know, getting like the different customized ringtones on cell phones. I remember (laughs) mine was Barbie Girl. And so that's going (laughs) off in church. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, it's bad. So, yeah. So through that, I, you know, got really into personal development. Um, I started, you know, out in the coaching industry, which Mm -hmm. I ended up leaving the coaching industry. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's, how I pretty much got to where I am today. (laughs) I love all of that. I love just you stepping into your power and being like, yes, like I am destined to do this and to reach a large amount of people and, you know, do all of this spiritual work through the internet and social media, which I feel like, you know, people have difficulty kind of combining all the facets of themselves, you know, through their business and through social media. And it's interesting that you talk about, um, you know, leaving coaching too, I guess. I've seen a lot of people that have done, you know, 
at least maybe it's just me, but I feel like I get so many course coaching things advertised to me on Facebook where it's like, I did X, Y, and Z and I became successful. And if you do these things too and pay, you can also be successful. So I wanted to get your opinion on that kind of like the mastermind Mm -hmm. coaching stuff, because I feel like not that you can't learn a lot from that and, you know, learning different people's methods and everything, but I feel like sometimes at least maybe in the pitching, it comes off a little bit formulaic. So Mm -hmm. yeah, just what are your thoughts about all of that in general? Yeah. Yeah. So my philosophy is when it comes to your success, no one else's blueprint is going to to fit yours, right? Like we Mm -hmm. all have our own cosmic codes. We all, we all have our own astrological makeup. We all have our own, um, personality traits. And the thing is, it's like taking someone else's strategy or format or blueprint or script and, and copy, copying it to yourself. You're never going to actually, you're going to miss a couple of things, right? It's either Mm -hmm. not going to work or it's either going to work and you're going to feel inauthentic about it. Or either it's like not going to work and you're not, and it doesn't feel authentic. And then like, you're going to keep like outsourcing your power and spending hella money on all these different strategies and just being in a hamster wheel basically. And Mm -hmm. so my philosophy is that when it comes to your success in anything, not just in business, but in, um, you know, your personal enlightenment, um, how you treat your ascension and your spirituality, you have to source those answers from yourself. Like I use this term a lot. It's called like Mm self-sorcery and it's like, you will get further faster when you trust yourself and when you actually find unique methods that are accustomed to you, that feel good to you, that that are authentic to you and actually like is something that you want to do. You know what I mean? And that's mm-hmm. kind of goes against the grain in a lot of ways because we hear this this ideal all the time of like you have to do things you don't want to do um mm-hmm. you know to get where you want to go. And I personally I I don't believe that. Like yes, I might be challenged. Yes, I might need to like learn and consistently put myself out there to figure out new tools, new resources, et cetera. But never will I ever sacrifice my authenticity or someone else's power and replace it with my own. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like I'm never going to outsource my power. So I think that when it comes down to even in the coaching industry, how things are just formulated and regurgitated and, and thrown in your face all the time. It's, it's a super redundant thing that I personally predict won't work for long. Mm -hmm. And, um, also, you know, it's just like, people are seeing right through that stuff now, you know, it's not authentic. Um, it's, I think, you know, working your language backwards into a system of trying to target someone is also bad. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like you just have to find your own message. Like you have to find your soul message. And, you know, that's the difference between people who are doing business and creating courses for money versus mm-hmm. people who are doing business and creating courses to actually change now change the world or whatever. You know what I mean? But of course it's about money. Like I love money. I love being rich. I'm a spiritual bad bitch. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, duh, like we all want money, but that's not my that's not my, fu- that's not where my fulfillment comes from in my work. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so I really feel like if you're, 
passionate and in purpose with what you're doing in your business, you have to be able to sit with yourself and source your own message, your own formulas, your own ideas and own innovations for how you do and run business. I've seen it done successfully in so many different ways where you don't even need all of that shit. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. I think it's really important for everyone to kind of just like check in with themselves and cut out the noise and cut out all the strategies that everyone else is saying is going to get them to a certain space and ask themselves how they can create their own strategies. Because at the end of the day, we've all been given this this consciousness, this infinite amount of universal intelligence that we can work with to source and create from our own space. Like imagine if you were the only person who existed in the world, like you don't have anyone else to learn from. You don't have mm-hmm. other people to buy courses from. You don't have other mentors to learn from. And that would totally be okay because we still have within our own consciousness how to get to where we want to go. But some people just don't want to like, like accept that. You know what I mean? Right. I feel like I feel like a lot of people don't like sitting with uncertainty. I feel like as humans, a lot of the time we want we want absolute answers. It's easier when things are black and white. So if someone says that these are going to give you the keys to success, it's easy to be like, okay, if I get this, then that will happen to me. But like you said, you know, any system needs to have flexibility. It's not like a one size fits all one size fits most approach. Um, And I feel like, you know, people do need to feel more comfortable with sitting with themselves and taking the time to figure things out. You know, you're not going to figure it all out right away. And I feel like people can kind of get a little bit flustered or, you know, a little bit frustrated and, you know, not knowing what works, but, you know, it's your own system and it will eventually all come together. Um, And I feel like, yeah, just what you said, what if you were the only person in the world? I feel like that's such just a liberating image Because a lot Mm -hmm. of times I feel like I'm looking up other things, comparing things. And I feel like that does kind of lead you further away from, you know, your intuitive truth and everything. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so much magic can be created from that space. Because like, if you're not being 100% or even 50% influenced by people outside of you, imagine like what we could create beyond like, helping other people in our own lives and in the world with our work and our passions and our careers and whatever, um, just from paying attention to ourselves. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. So how would you recommend that people start doing that and sitting with themselves? Because I feel like sometimes people are like, it sounds so big. What does that mean? You know, like what I guess practical practices do you recommend like, I'm sure like maybe journaling, meditating, but is there, you know, just, I guess the first baby steps um, that people can take? Yeah. So my ideology is super different from a lot of people, but I believe that there has to come a point where in that behavior that you're doing, where you're outsourcing your power, where you're outsourcing answers, where you're trying to like constantly just catch up and be ahead and get the right answers there has to come a point where you get frustrated with that with yourself. Right. And I always encourage people. I'm like, don't even try and find a practice and force yourself out of the pattern. You need to get frustrated with the pattern first. You need to get mad at yourself. You need to be like, what the fuck? This isn't working. I'm pissed. And then from there, you have to go into a place of where you're absolutely surrendered. Like that's what works for me is like, I get, I have done this shit so much that I'm so pissed. You're like, finally this, ready to let it go. Yeah. 
Yeah. And that's, that's where transformation comes from, which is why I say no practice or anything is ever going to take someone immediately out of a pattern because you're not going to stop the pattern until you're actually fucking done with it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And sometimes that means getting to a point where you're like, dude, I'm sick of this for myself. I'm sick of seeing myself act this way. I'm sick of feeling this way. I'm sick of seeing this play out in this way. I don't like how that feels. Like it makes me feel powerless. And then, you know, having that vulnerability and communication with yourself and then being able to say, okay, like, I don't even need to do anything about this right now. Mm -hmm. Like that's the space you have to use. I don't need to do anything about this right now. I need to step back. And I need to sit with myself and I need to ask myself, what is it that I really want? What is it that I, how do I want to do this? How do I want to to feel when I do this? Mm -hmm. And, you know, like what currently with the resources that I have, the skill set that I have, the knowledge that I have, what can I do to fit that? You know what I mean? And I was just actually having this conversation with a client the other day because she was telling me like, you know, I'm, I don't want to do the old molds of coaching containers mm-hmm. and one-on-one this and group coaching that and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, have you ever thought about all the other ways that you could give your work to the world that isn't in this mold container of what is normalized? Right. You know what I mean? Like people think that they have to sell a high ticket to get 20K months, but I'm like, you could have a membership, focus on growing your audience on Twitter and then like have a membership that's 88 bucks, get 500 people in it. And that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's half a hundred grand a month. Right. You know what I mean? It's just like, there's so much potential when it comes to our creativity, when it's not constantly being influenced by outside sources. Mm-hmm. And so when you get frustrated with the outside sources, not fulfilling you, then you come to a space of stepping back and sitting down and being like, okay, girl, like seriously, (laughs) we need to like stop this. And then from there, it's like patience. That's what I've learned. And what I am learning right now as my brand is actually transitioning a lot is Mm -hmm. like, you don't have to have all the answers right away and not having all the answers right away doesn't mean you're behind or doesn't mean that there's not a greater source that's working in your favor. You know what I mean? And I think that's the part of the uncertainty that we have to be okay with because at the end of the day, everything is practically uncertain. You know what I mean? Like everything is uncertain. It might not seem like that, but at the end of the day, it is. And the micro lessons that we can learn to, when we can learn to sit with the the uncertainty um, allows us to create so much more space for actual true connection to the divine which mm-hmm. connects us back to ourselves, which propels us forward even faster. I love all of that. Yes. And I, I really feel you on the um, getting frustrated with yourself because mm-hmm. I've never been big into working out, but I remember a few years ago, I was finally so sick and tired of feeling sick and tired all the time. And I was mm-hmm. like, you know what? Usually I overhaul it. I'm like, okay, I'm going to run a mile every day. Like, no, I can't do that. I haven't been like walking around at all. So I was like, (laughs) you know, I'm just going to go and walk around for five minutes. That's all I did in the beginning. And then I started walking longer and then I started running and I actually ran like a 10 K like a few years ago. I, this is me. I used to not, I would take like a lift, like down the street. And then I was like, (laughs) okay. So yeah, I feel like it does, you know, take getting to that point and, you know, kind of getting sick of your shit to really be like, all right, I'm ready to make 
a big shift. So yeah. Yeah. And the thing too, is like these, the way that we're marketed to a lot is always, you know, like in a rush or like hurry up and get to the success or hurry up and right, get like this immediate gratification. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, it's like, Immediate gratification is never going to be sustained longer than if you were to work with your divine timing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think that's a hard reality because everyone's timing is different. Like some people go from, you know, zero to six, you know, six figures in six months. And some people go from zero to six figures in 10 years. You know what I mean? Right. But the reality of it doesn't mean that those two people did something differently and one was better than the other or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just that we all have our own unique sourced assignments. And it's like, you can get to where you want to go. You can create what you want. Yes. But also like understand that like there is a greater um, intelligence that's working with you based on your unique assignment. And as long as you believe and you do the work and you, you know, are grateful and like all these other things, I really believe that like it can still happen as fast as you, you know, may or may not expect it to, but in greater ways and greater capacities that you couldn't have imagined for yourself. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, definitely. And I feel like a lot of times we're kind of programmed to think, you know, being more productive is going to get us, you know, through the work faster and we're going to be successful faster. And I think um, I saw one of your posts that was like, let's stop glorifying being busy. And this yeah. was, that was such a huge lesson for me to learn because I feel like in a sick way, I kind of used to get off on, you know, being really busy and showing people that I was working crazily till like five or 6am when I totally didn't need to. And it got so bad to a point where I did finally have free time to chill and I couldn't even take it. I would just end up, you know, tweaking on social media, doing more stories and stuff that I just really didn't need to do. And it wasn't until um, I wrote my book that totally kicked my ass. Yeah. It made me completely, so it, it broke me down. Um, yeah. but, but in a really, really great way to where I kind of had the epiphany of like, oh, you know, life isn't just about work and like, it's actually mm-hmm. not healthy and not cool to just put so much into work all the time because, right. you know, that's not what life is about. I remember like at the height of my book, I took like a short break and I walked to, a target. And I just like (laughs) looked at the clothes. And I remember I came back, I didn't buy anything. I did a load of laundry. And I was like, wow, this is so liberating. And I was like, yeah, (laughs) this is liberating what's going on. So yeah, I think that, you know, to a lot of people that are, you know, business owners and entrepreneurs, and they're wearing many hats and getting so busy, I feel like it's important to realize that rest is, you know, an essential part of the work. You know, I think that we always think of, you know, taking inspired action of like, we need to be doing this and this and making stuff happen. Um, When I think a lot of the times the things that we need to do are just surrendering and trusting in the process and, you know, carving out just some self-care time for yourself. Sleeping. (laughs) Absolutely. Oh my God. Yes. Yesterday I actually took a nap from like 4.30 to like 8 p.m. And it was, oh, wow. You need to like teach me. I need to learn the ways of napping because I feel like they just fuck me up or I just wake up and I'm grumpy and I'm like, why? I want to sleep more. (laughs) But I've heard that the key is to keep them short, like maybe like an hour or two, but yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Yesterday I was definitely feeling like a bear. So I was like hibernating. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Pisces season is really great for that. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. And uh, I guess one of the other points that you said too, um, it was basically like, I can't remember exactly what it was now, but it was something like you know, along the lines of, I guess, not thinking that we need to be working so hard all the time to get what we want. Like, I guess my thought was, you know, moving ourselves away from the mentality of like, life is this uphill battle mm-hmm. and that, you know, we can only manifest if we do take action and we'll only get good things if we do put in the hard work. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah. So my opinion with that is that it's kind of a balance, right? Like I have to be practical with myself because yeah, like me personally, I'm a Virgo, right? Like I love work. I love all, all these things, yes. right? But then it's like also this part of it that comes in where we are not working alone. You know what I mean? Like we're not mm-hmm. like this alone entity that it only has our own best interest. You know what I mean? Like there is an unconditionally loving source that wants the best for all of us. And um, for me, it's more so about asking myself the question of how does my human feel when I'm working so much? You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like if I would, there's no point in working hard all the time, burning yourself out to get, results, quote unquote, when, you know, you're not happy at the end of the day, you're not spending time with your family, you're not eating healthy, Mm -hmm. you're not working out, you're not taking vacation, you're not taking time off, you know, things like that are really, really important. Um, Yeah, tell it to my Capricorn rising. My Capricorn (laughs) rising, hear that. It's like, take care of your body and other things in your life. So yeah. 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 That, and then also like, asking yourself, are you even going to be able to enjoy the fruits of your labor if you're not doing any of that? You know what I mean? You can make all the money, have all the things, but then like, if you're dying, like, because you're not feeding yourself or you're in the hospital because like your like blood is fucked up or something, you know what I mean? Like (laughs) you're not even going to be able to like enjoy it. And also I like you, you, that takes me back to a point that you said is like, life is about much more than working Mm -hmm. and you never actually know when your time is up. And I hate hearing that, but it's almost like the truth. And it's Mm -hmm. like, I would rather live my life every day, knowing that I took each moment to have fun, to experience love, to, to feel free, to feel the wind on my skin, to go to the beach, to see the world, to inspire someone than to sit down and focus so much on money for the purpose of the future. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And the beautiful part about that is, is like when you actually do let go and you take care of yourself and you live for you, the abundance is just a byproduct. Mm -hmm. I love that. So beautiful. (laughs) Yeah. yeah I, it reminds me of, I was, I was randomly looking up like, what has Brendan Fraser been up to since just like, <laughs> the, since like the mummy in George of the jungle, I don't know, it was random as fuck, but he yeah. had this one quote that kind of stuck with me. That was like, he measures success by the amount of time that he gets to spend with family and friends. And I was like, Oh damn, Brendan Fraser. Okay. Yeah. You know, it's kind of interesting to think about it that way. It's like, how much time do I have for myself and, you know, just getting to experience like joy and happiness. So yeah, absolutely. 
And um, also, too, I thought just our conversations with how to, you know, kind of balance and navigate the material and spiritual is interesting to me because I did do a little digging and I know that you're a Virgo sun and Aquarius moon, right? Yes. Okay. So I have the opposite sun and moon. So I'm a Pisces sun and Leo moon. So I was like, oh, that's interesting. And I feel like the whole um, Virgo Pisces axis and how to kind of, you know, how do we lead these spiritual lives while, you know, living in these physical bodies in the material world. So I always ask like my Virgo friends how I can kind of, you know, keep up with the day-to-day stuff because I feel like I'm just floating in the ether. But I don't know, what what advice do you have to people for, I guess, balancing the material and the spiritual and, you know, I guess feeling like, hey, it's okay. Like I do want money. It's okay to want money, um, you know, while also just staying in your authenticity. Yeah, absolutely. So I always say that you should let money and material things enhance who you already are, not make you who you want to be. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, it's like who you want to be is a matter of an energy that you carry. It's no no amount of money, no amount of influence, no amount of power, no amount of spiritual ascension is going to define your worth. Right. Mm -hmm. So the thing is, it's like you have to almost separate the two and let like your authenticity and who you are at your core be who you are, not the additions make you who you are. You know, Mm -hmm. I always say like, I'm just dressing up my avatar. Like I'm (laughs) like, I'm the Sims, like, right. (laughs) (laughs) Like let's go to the, the park plaza thing and like get all the clothes. Right. But Mm -hmm. like, yeah, like I, I'm a Libra rising. So I'm all about aesthetics and fashion and looking good. (laughs) Like that's a thing for me. So I always let those things enhance my uh, confidence per se, or enhance, you know, how I look, but Mm -hmm. I don't let those things define me. Like I'm, it doesn't make sense for me to be like, Oh, like I'm a spiritual bad bitch because I have a Louis Vuitton bag. You know what I mean? Right. It's like, no, I'm a spiritual bad bitch. And I have Louis Vuitton because I like shopping, like whatever. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's that kind of energy. So, and then it's like, also like, regardless of any of those things, it's like, who are you? You know what I mean? Um, and I think that's a question a lot of people are sometimes not fully afraid to dig deep into is mm-hmm. like, not only like, who are you now? Like, what has made you who you are? And, you know, does any of that, do you want to change any of that? Right. But mm-hmm. changing that doesn't come from external anything. It comes from your internal. So balancing it is just staying true to your authenticity. I don't like to say be humble, but it's almost like be humble. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think anyone has to be humble. Like, Oh, like, Oh, like, Oh, small, humble. Like not like that. So like, I'm a bad bitch, but like, I'm kind, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not going to let this shit go to my head. Like, I'm not going to like make these material things make me better than anyone else. You know what I mean? So it's about staying grounded and true and always putting God at the forefront of things for you and then letting the other enhance you. Mm -hmm. 
Yes, I totally agree with that. Yeah, I feel like too, when we do start, when our heads start to get a little bit big, I feel like the universe does have ways of humbling us very quickly. Uh, Something exciting happened to me the other day and I was jumping around my living room, just like a nerd (laughs) and my phone fell out of my pocket and like hit my foot really hard. And I was like, ow, (laughs) I need to like not just be like, woohoo, telling everybody. (laughs) Still, yes, I still celebrated, but it was just a little kind of flick from the universe, I feel like. (laughs) (laughs) And I guess going back to, you know, all the manifestation abundance stuff, um, how can we continue to cultivate an abundant mindset when, you know, we do feel triggered and kind of pulled back into fear responses just by, you know, pandemic anxiety or, you know, just everything else that's been going on? Because I know that um, a couple of weeks ago in Texas, with just like all the bad winter storms, a Mm -hmm. lot of people were saying, you know, online about how they're really seeing the kind of lack and scarcity mindset, you know, people just going and taking everything from the stores, even though the storm was only supposed to last like a few days. And, you know, we saw that during the beginning of the pandemic, too, when everyone was just like toilet paper, needles. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, you know. I would say that when you have a deep connection to God mm-hmm. and you nurture that and you put that first every day, like regardless of, oh, I have clients that I need to respond to or, oh, mm-hmm. I have this thing that someone asked me to do or, oh, I forgot to do this yesterday or, oh, I was supposed to put the laundry in the thing. Like whatever, I always say like nurturing and cultivating that deep trust and faith and also visualizing the outcome that you want for yourself. It's mm-hmm. so easy to get in fear and then have these images of you being on the street pop up in your mind. You know what I mean? Right. Or something like that. Yeah. Just going to and worst case scenario. <laughs> worst case scenario. Right. And um, in those moments, you actually get to activate a higher level of security within yourself by acknowledging God, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like there's not this God that like wants these bad things to happen to you. There's not even this God who is saying like, you need this to happen to you for you to learn something. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. all of that is a mindset. All of that is labeling, um, things beyond before we can even go beyond into a greater understanding of what God in the universe actually is. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, we really are in charge of what we create. And mm-hmm. I think that it's important to not only um, normalize putting God first and God at the forefront of everything, but God not being outside of yourself, God being you mm-hmm. and that meaning nurturing yourself, um, you know, doing the embodiment practices, the mindset work, the energy work, like acknowledging God, being being grateful for what you do have. Um, It really does create an energy that allows you to be in recognition Mm -hmm. of how blessed you actually are, you know? And I think for me, even living in Los Angeles, California, there's a lot of homelessness here. Yes. And I see it every day and I'm just like, you know what? Like I may not be a millionaire yet. I may not have a hundred people in my membership yet. I may not, you know, have $40,000 in investments. Right. Mm -hmm. But 
I'm fucking grateful because I have this beautiful apartment. I have a business that makes money every day. Mm -hmm. I have an audience. I have myself. I have my dog. Like just, it just changes the whole energy. Right. And I really feel like you realize and can recognize how blessed you actually are when you do see contrast, but also when it becomes a normal practice in priority for you every day, you know? Right. And I think it is kind of like exercising a muscle to just kind of like meditation. Cause I remember when I first started, I would have these apps where, you know, it'd be like 30 seconds and I'd be waiting for it. And I was like, holy shit, is this really 30 seconds? It's so long. But <laughs> it, it definitely did get easier. And I feel like, you know, you do need to be intentional with your gratitude practice, you know, I mean, not so, so harsh where you have to like lock yourself in like every single day, but right. I think, you know, just setting, setting realistic, you know, goals for yourself with right. that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And for me, that doesn't even look like, okay, I'm getting up in the morning and journaling my gratitude. It's just mm-hmm. more so like an intention at the beginning of my day that I will express gratitude today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it can be easy and simple like that. And that's the thing. I feel like a lot of people think that magic and manifestation spells and everything have to be kind of elaborate and have all these steps or take a really long time. And it does need to be like that. That's one of the things I kind of learned as I got into everything. It's like, oh, I don't need to have like, I don't need to have all these candles and cultures and tools (laughs) and everything. It can just be, you know, like you said, just kind of an intention at the beginning of the day. So yeah, yeah. And that's, again, like, those ideals of what spirituality has to look like can has to come from you. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because like it's great to learn tools outside of yourself and see how other people do do things, but nothing is more powerful than your own cultivated magic and what and and how that works for you, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah, I feel like I feel like a lot of people want to embrace that and find out what works for them. But I feel like a lot of business owners too also struggle with imposter syndrome and, you know, just being like, no, no, like, I don't really know what I'm talking about. I struggle with that a lot too. So I don't know if you've experienced that or if you have any tips for people who are kind of going through that. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So Imposter syndrome comes probably from either the fear of being embarrassed Mm -hmm. or either like judged or like sometimes it means that you're not fully embodied in what you're talking about. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And for me, um, have I felt imposter syndrome? Probably yes, but not as much as I hear people talking about it. And that's because it takes a certain level of confidence and also like certainty and determination to be in your will of what you want to do and what you want to talk about and what your message is. And your message isn't going to be developed overnight. So of course, it's normal to feel a little weary or a little bit like not solid with like your, what you're saying. But when it comes to that, I always suggest speaking from your direct experience, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's, you can confidently express yourself when you have a story that is attached to something that has to do with your message. You know what I mean? And, um, I think, you know, imposter syndrome can be, um, let go of when you do have that deep connection to your purpose through the divine too. You know what I mean? Like, 
that's why I encourage, you know, Oracle cards or joining a membership or something where there's readings happening for the signs. Um, Something that kind of gives you that boost and confirmation of motivation that helps you to consistently grow within yourself um, Mm -hmm. and allows you to, to just have those little mini breakthroughs over and over about various things, you know? So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like that a lot. And I feel like, yeah, people, I feel like once you break yourself out of kind of like that mental prison and realizing like your path can look however you want it to look, you know, it can be whatever you want it to be. There is no right or wrong. I feel like when people lean into that, it's much easier to, you know, speak from a place of truth. So love all of that. Yes. And I guess that's all the time that we have for today. So just thank you so much, Fallon, for all of the wisdom you've shared with us. It was incredibly enriching for me, and I'm sure our listeners think so too. And I guess before we end, um, is there anything you'd like to leave us with? Any last messages or any exciting courses or projects that you have coming up that we should keep an eye out for? Yeah, so I just actually rolled out these spiritual bad bitch collective the membership it's kind of a free-for-all membership we're going to be having different themes every month i'm going to do collective readings for all 12 signs um tarot all kinds of fun things happening in there but um yeah that's really where my brand is focusing a lot of its energy now is the membership and some master classes that are coming up soon Amazing. I'm so excited to see like where all that goes and how your business transforms and everything. So yeah, we will put your Instagram and your website in the episode description so everyone can check that out there. And we will see you next week with another episode. Bye. The Sex Magic Podcast is more than just a podcast. We are a collective, a community, a conversation. If what we do here resonates with you, I'd like to invite you to join us on Patreon. But what even is Patreon? It's an online platform where you can directly support artists and creators. In exchange, you receive exclusive benefits. It's a direct form of energetic exchange. If you'd like to join us on Patreon, we have some incredible monthly benefits such as live Q&As where you can ask us questions every month and tune in to get them all answered. We also have an incredible Discord community where you can connect with other people around the world and talk about things within the realm of sexuality and spirituality, along with monthly resources, rituals, tarot insight, and crystal guides to help further your spiritual path. So if you'd like to support us and Show us how much you appreciate the work that we do with the Sex Magic Podcast. I invite you to check out our Patreon. We have the link down in the show notes, but you can also go on patreon.com slash sexmagicpodcast.